This is Thursday, November 9th. Can you see a growth in your ability to love people? What is it that most enables you to love people? Now, we've been working through this last study from our series entitled The Gospel And, and this week we're diving into the ending of Romans chapter 12. Here we find a series of exhortations to a sincere love for others. And as we've seen, this is only possible empowered by the grace of Jesus. Today I want to pick up at verse 14. Read verse 14 through 16. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Now, looking at these commands, we are reminded of Jesus. In Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, we find similar words. For example, Jesus said, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the un unrighteous. That's Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 45. As I read the Sermon on the Mount, I find so much of what Jesus commands quite impossible. It's as if Jesus is pushing, out, pushing us to cry out to him for help. The sermon at its heart reveals our need for him. I recently read about the Bell Labs research arm of the Bell companies from years ago. Executives at one point noticed that some of their researchers were far more productive and received more patents than the others. What was going on? Why was this group of researchers so much more productive? They did a deep dive looking into their education and other factors that might contribute to their effectiveness, but nothing surfaced. There was no explanation. Well, nothing until they noticed that each of these researchers had the habit of spending time with a special electrical engineer. They would share their ideas with this man over breakfast or lunch, and he really listened to them. He asked the most important questions. He helped them consider their challenges. In other words, he was the common denominator. Being in his presence, being challenged and encouraged by just the right person, was the game changer. I think for us, there are game changers in our lives as well. And this is what the New Testament says about Jesus. We are told that as we come to know Jesus in all his fullness, there is a change that happens in us. We become new creatures, able to love as never before. Indeed, this hallmark of love becomes the mark of God's people. Now, our text for today turns on its head the typical response the Jewish people were taught. They learned an eye for an eye. People get what they deserve, what they have coming to them. But Jesus took the law and explained the love of the Father, the one that causes rain to fall indiscriminately on the fields of the evil and the good. Now we're being given a new perspective of God himself. 
we're told that God is continually extending his common grace, providing care even for his enemies. And this is what Paul is speaking about when he calls us to bless those who persecute us, those who harbor ill will toward us. Now, moving forward, he says to mourn with those who mourn. That means allowing ourselves to be affected by those around us, to be willing to feel what they're feeling, to fully enter into the experience of being with them. Now, of course, this can be frightening. As a pastor, I've encountered some very painful moments with people, and my natural response is to have a professional distance. But we never see Jesus maintaining such distance from those around him who were hurting. We find just the opposite. He's often moved with compassion. That word compassion means to feel along with someone else, to share in what that person is feeling. And this is what love does. On Sunday, I shared the story from Daniel Goldman's book entitled Social Intelligence. It's the story of a woman named Nancy Abernathy who taught at a medical school in Vermont. She experienced the tragic and sudden loss of her husband. He was only 50 years old. He died of a heart attack while out cross-country skiing. Nancy managed to make it through that semester that she was teaching, but she confided in her students that she dreaded the course she was going to teach in the fall because during that course there was a day when the students were to bring in the pictures of their families. They were to share their family history. Nancy knew that she couldn't get through that day without breaking down. She knew that it would be too much for her. Well, the summer came and passed, and then the fall semester came, and then the dreaded day in the fall semester. That day when she entered into her classroom, the room was far too full. The reason was because sitting there with her class were the second-year students from her class the semester before. They had come simply to be with her, to lend their presence during this day that they knew would be painful for her. This is sincere love. This is what we're learning about. Nancy said this, That is compassion, a simple human connection between one who suffers and the one who would heal. It is this love that we've been learning about this week and wondering what would it look like if we too entered in into the lives of the people that we meet. We were willing to mourn as they mourn and rejoice as we re they rejoice. Now, of course, this is a love that comes from God and that we're only empowered to share as a result of God's love for us. Let's pray. Faithful and loving God, we come to you asking you to teach us to love. Remind us today of Jesus and all that he has done to renew us and to redeem us. For in his name we pray. Amen.